I am Ben Ork, and this is the What Am I Thinking podcast. And today, um, as a lady, we're going to have a special guest, my good friend uh, Tobias, come on. But at the moment, before he joins, we're going to talk about, well, before we get into the topic from my Thor Love and Thunder, <clears throat> I just watched the movie. It was not great. Um, we'll, we'll get into that more. Then we uh, at the at the moment, it's definitely interesting movie. We'll get into that, but first, how about yes, sports a little bit. I know people are like you know this isn't a sports podcast. I know I said that last time, and I'm I'm sticking to it. But definitely, once more, I'm gonna you know mention a little bit. Um, our fantasy, both my fantasy teams lost. You know, it's a tough week. And if you play fantasy football, you know how it feels. The projections, everything. I did everything right. Sometimes you just gotta move on. Wait, week two's coming up. I gotta play strong. We gotta win. But I, as far as like the week of my actual teams, like I'm a Kentucky, Kentucky football fan. Big win in the swamp. Beat the Gators. Huge win there. Great game. But unfortunately, my favorite NFL team, the Bengals, got me by the Steelers, which is which is horrible and terrible. But I'm not gonna bore you with all those details. Obviously, very sloppy game by Joe Burrow through what four interceptions in the game. Not good. Definitely, hopefully, they need to clean up a lot of sloppy mistakes and special teams and just offense and all around. But they'll be fine. Uh, they just need to work on a lot of stuff. And if but now, let's get into the main topic of Thor, Love and Thunder. I know a lot of people have already seen this movie. It came out in July. I didn't get to watch it in theaters. It came on Disney Plus last week. And I got to watch it two days ago. I realized... It's just a terrible movie. Um, so many reasons is is not a good movie. Like I said, on my total ranking, I gave it three point five out of ten. Not very good. That's probably being generous. It, it might be the worst Marvel movie ever, and that's when we have movies like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Eternals, Black Widow, Hulk, Captain Marvel. I mean, these are all some other really terrible movies. And this thing, I think, it makes Captain Marvel and some movies look really good. And my biggest complaint with it is when you have a very well established character in the MCU. He's had you know, already three movies, plus he's been in four Avenger movies. How do you do such a bad job of his character? He's so well established, and this is such a terrible thing. I'm not blaming Tiki for this. Tiki Walty, I mean, you know, terrible pronouncing names. Sorry about that. Um, but I don't blame him for it. Kevin Feige. Feige is more responsible, in my opinion. They, you know, I don't think he, from the stuff he probably wanted, he probably would have gone a different direction, but they told him he had to make what they wanted. And like I said, watching the trailer, it looked pretty good. I was like, I'm pretty excited. Kind of. I watched the movie, and I'm like, this movie is, the trailer was the best part of this movie. Uh, inconsist- some inconsistencies, overall wasn't terrible, but it just was not entertaining. The villains, you know, Gore, Christian Brothers did a fantastic job, but Gore was... I don't know, he just wasn't, he was a good villain, but he could have been so much better. And then just ending him after one movie and very little screen time felt disarming, especially bringing in such a great actor as Christian Bell to play this character. And yet, you just, it just didn't make any sense. It wasn't funny, like Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion. The humor just wasn't that funny. It just didn't, wasn't that enjoyable of a movie, and it wasn't that funny. 
you know, my biggest problems is Jane Foster. And when she becomes Mighty Thor, you know, I have no problem with her becoming Thor, especially when they explained, hey, you know, it was because Thor basically, you know, put Mjolnir to protect Jane. So it makes sense. But the problem is, once she's a little arrogant, also the fact that she knows how to use her power so well. When we see Thor in the beginning of the first Thor, he'd already been training for like 1,500 years as a soldier. Of course, you know, yes, I know he's strong. I know some about your strength. But some of technique and skill, things that Jane already had mastered really well by the time we see her, you know, and as most, you, know, you can say, well, maybe in a few months. But who's been fighting for those few months? I mean, there's just the powers of this, using the powers of Thor, but you both, with Cap and Thor, when they had been, they don't know we had powers of Thor. When you have the power of Thor, it doesn't, it, it does, you have powers, but you don't know how to use them. Cap and Thor both were well trained and knew how to use their powers. Jane is a doctor. She's not a warrior. She's not a fighter. I'm not against women fighters. You know, Black Widow or Captain Marvel, that makes more sense. It doesn't make sense. You just get power. You're not going to suddenly be able to beat the whole army up. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it seems kind of crazy. So in my opinion, they definitely, that kind of my nerves, and the fact that she was a little bit arrogant. You know, when, when Gore calls her Lady Thor, saying, it's Mighty Thor. Or Dr. Jane Foster, eat my hammer. All right, eat my hammer, a little bit ridiculous. About was my laugh because I was laughing at the cringe. Eat my hammer, like literally, that's such, it's such a cringy line. Not something you expect it, you know, come up and catch rays after like having power for just, you know, in my opinion, about like a few days. It's kind of hard to really tell how long it was supposed to be, but, you know, that she had the hammer, how long she'd been using it. But definitely, a little arrogant, in my opinion. Why do you care what they call you? Does it bother you? I mean, I, I listen to me. He still called her Thor. I don't know why she was so offended. And why are you leave mighty? We need the mighty on there, you know. It just seems arrogant. And then I said Thor, at the end of the day, didn't get saved the world. It was Jane, really. Because Thor couldn't do it by himself. He had to have their help. And in the day, the problem, the same problem with Doctor Strange and Multiple Madness is when I go to watch both these movies, I went to see Doctor Strange and I went to see Thor. I did not go to see Scarlet Witch or American Chavez and Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. I did not go to see those characters. I went to see the title characters. If you want to make a movie about Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, go make a movie called Mighty Thor or Jane Foster, whatever you want to call it. And have her be the hero. But I'm going to watch Thor, Love, and Thunder, and this is about Chris Hemworth's Hemsworth Thor. I, I just don't understand why Barbie and I obviously see the Rotten Tomato score, especially audience scores, and just, you know, people, overall, this, people aren't happy with Thor, with Marvel. People aren't happy with the way the movie went. It's just, the problem is, making movies are just basically fillers. In the in in Marvel, really just filler movies with little purpose. 
And in credits have more purpose than the whole movie does. You could watch the in credit scenes and really you you know, know press the whole story. Like Jane came back to really just to die. And then of course all the characters just weren't that great. They shift this for a cameo. You know, Valkyrie really didn't do much in this movie. It was just it's just not a well it's not a well thought out movie. I just feel like and like I said, Gore one got a little screen time, and two, you know, he's a great villain, and then they killed him off. Or he dies, basically. Then they kill him, he just died. Once Thor was destroyed. And like I said, we want to see Thor destroy Gore's sword. Not Jane Foster. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry, really. I'm, I'm not sorry. And, you know, Marvel needs to straighten up, make the movie about the main character. Thor is a well established character. And they did them so poorly. They did Thor wrong, and I'm like, "Fuck Chris Hemsworth." I would, I was like, "I want to be out of there," because you're not doing a good job with the character. And I, and I, you know, it's the same issue. Sam Ramirez, strange. It wasn't it only was Sam Ramirez's fault. It was Kevin Feige and Marvel, you know, production, you know, head people saying we wanted it to be a certain way. He had no really, you know, directors don't. Even big directors, because Sam Murray and Tiki, you know, Wadi, they're both very big directors. They both have um, a lot of say. You are big directors, but they don't have say. Because in Marvel, you couldn't replace. They already replaced the, you know, the, the original director of Doctor Strange. They can do it again. You, because when you get to the franchise stage, it's not about the actor or director anymore. It's about the crew. At that point, there's no power in the hands of the directors anymore. And so they can't make the movies they want. And we end up with garbage movies because a lot of times the big production team, they don't really know what people, what's entertaining. They just know how to pay bills. And, you know, if you need somebody to keep the overall vision, I agree with that. But when you just destroy characters and just, I mean, what are they, I mean, what have they done? I just, you know, Marvel 2021, it was like, that's the good, that's the bad. Marvel 2022 has been like, pretty much straight up bad. I mean, the only thing I really enjoyed this year, Miss Marvel, I don't know a lot of hate didn't like that. I thought Miss Marvel was actually one of the better shows. Or did a good job of directing and filming that. Just, it was actually very well done. She-Hulk is going to have to do a lot of work to get better and then Nazi Doctor Strange and Thor have both been not good. Do we have to show early in the year? Actually, we had Moon Knight being in the year. Moon Knight was actually really good as well. So Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel were good, but everything since then has been pretty much garbage. And, you know, depends what happens with, you know, Wakanda forever, Batman for two. It could be a really rough year. And, uh, you know, now we've got all this people, we have stuff coming up. we got, you know, Secret Invasion and everything. Hey, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're having all this stuff in the future coming up. But if it's not good, I don't care. You throw more and more. Does it matter if it's not good? I don't want to watch it. I mean, that's just point blank. Period. I don't want to watch it if it's not good. So you can't give me more. We got that wheel. You got all these big things, all these movies and stuff coming out. So are they going to be good? Actually, are they going to be good? I'd rather have you know two movies a year like we used to that were or even a movie a year, good quality than have you know you know four movies and six TV shows and they're all garbage. And that's like I want. Is quantity good, but I want quality over quantity. You know, 
that's the only thing DC could have right sometimes is make quality movies, make fewer of them. When you just oversaturate the market with Marvel, and it's not even that enjoyable. And people are going to watch it because it's Marvel. I love Marvel. I want to watch it. I want to give it, I want to hope that it's going to be good, but Thor Love and Dungeon disappointed me sincerely. Like I said, it's just after, you know, for me, after the movie, I was like, what did this, like, two hours already went by, and, like, what happened? What, 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 what did we accomplish? That was the kids, and that was great. You know, it was great to save the kids, but also kind of ridiculous, the kids, giving the kids all these Thor, like, Thor gets to get powers to everyone, whoever will, you know, hold this weapon and believes they can do this, they can do this for a temporary time. It's like, what? Why didn't you have to battle Daniel? Like, we find Daniel, why didn't you get everybody there powers of Thor? If you could. And just inconsistencies of character. Not like, oh, I can see new powers. Not like, oh, it's like, it's like he already knew he could do that. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to do it now. Then I'm going to do the battling game. Thor's one of those characters who had such a great story arc. And now, in my opinion, they just didn't do a good job with him. And I know we're going to see more Thor because I think Chris Timmer really loves the character. But they need to improve a lot. And, and, you know, when, like I'm saying, when they, because if you bring this kind of garbage into them when we have a Avenger movie, I mean, just not going to be an MCU left anymore because nobody's going to want to come watch anything if it's garbage. I know we've got a few years left to that, but I mean, what we, am I really, you know, the, really, the only thing I'm really excited for is Guardians of the 3 because James Gunn has made very consistent movies. And the Guardians really have grown on me a lot of every appearance they've had, really, since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Well, it's not a huge fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but since then, they've actually had some pretty good movies in game things. So I'm excited about that in the future. But Thor Love and Thunder definitely needs um, so much work. And uh, it, it, Marvel definitely needs to work on things. All right, welcome to, uh, now I'm going to have my good friend and colleague, Tobias Barker, the graphic designer, come on. How are you doing, Tobias? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, uh, not too bad. Uh, sitting here in a washroom uh, doing a podcast with my best friend. Uh, not too bad. Uh, not much different. I'm sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, drink some herbal tea, you know, uh, clear up the, uh, the congestion so I sound clear, hopefully. Oh, that's better. And what I got, I just got some random pencil like one shot. <laughs> but uh, so how's the uh, logo coming? It. Oh, it's coming along well. Just need to settle on more of a design. So I say you're a graphic designer. You know, also I know this, but also the listeners don't. So uh, how's uh, how's that all going? Ah, it's going well so far. You know, I probably should have a lot more questions to ask you before I just did this, but I guess, you know, I'm going to shoot from the hip. Have you seen the new Thor movie? Because that's what I'm talking about mainly today. Uh, no, I have not. I've heard many things about it, but I have not seen it. It, it is garbage. Uh, I'll, I'll just let you know that. I won't, I won't spoil it. It's not really worth watching. I really would not I, want to watch it again, so. Oh, that's mostly what I've heard, so. Yeah, I said watch a breakdown video of it, that's probably the most useful, you know, a 30 minute breakdown video would save you an hour and a half 
of your life. So, uh, wonderful. Speaking of an hour and a half of your life, I got some trivia here for you on that uh, Marvel Agents of Shield show. All uh, right. Oh, what's, what's trivia? I guess we'll, we'll right. call it trivia with Toby, right? Yeah, trivia with Toby. All right. So it's a ten-question trivia. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. All right. The first three are kind of a warm-up. Uh, what is the name of the first alien group revealed in Agents of Shield? Uh, the Cree. Correct. Ding ding ding. That's one out of ten. All right. Number two. What is the name of Phil Coulson's car? Lola. Ding ding ding. Yeah. All right. Now, I watched the show. Of... I proved it. <laughs> All right. Now here's where some of the questions get more difficult. What is the name of the organization that in season three claimed to be holding inhumans, but were actually creating an army? I oh. got four names for you if you'd like a hint. Yes, I would like to. I, I, I know what it is. I can't remember the name of it. All right, go ahead. All right. It's either A, Hydra, B, the Watchdog, C, A-T-C-U, or D, a-I-D-A. It's a C. A-C-T-U, I believe. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. It I knew what like I heard. Like, I couldn't remember the name off the top of my head. I knew it was the Hydra, so. Oh, yeah. Looks like you're shaping up to be a true Marvel fan. Just so you know, I knew almost none of these. I pulled them all off the internet, so. Yeah. <laughs> all I right. I did just watch the show, so. So, yeah, you got that one up on me. All right. Which season three agent lost their life to prevent the hive warhead from exploding and killing all the inhumans? Uh, Lincoln. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. I didn't even have to give you a list of names. <laughs> oh, I, I, knew, I just knew that one on top of my head, so. Oh, um, show off here. <laughs> look at it. You think it too easy. All right. Now, here's a difficult one. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. Stand for. Oh, crap. What's this? Oh. Ha. Uh, is it the strategic homeland? Uh. Uh. Next is I. Uh. Initiative. Is that right? Or am I wrong there? Uh, you're going on the right track so far. Initiative, uh, with E, all right, uh, intervention. Yeah, that's the correct word, intervention. You got it right so far. You're now on E. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, would you like I, a hit? I, I would like a hit, yes. All right, it has to do something with. Uh, making it happen. Such uh, as you have the law blank. They make it happen. Uh, fourth? Or do I? Close. And uh, effective. Effective. I don't know. Honestly, Would you I'm like not... the word enforcement. Oh uh, well, I guess I got this one wrong, so I guess I don't know. All uh, that's the one. Close. The name 
I, I knew like I should have looked this up at some point. They really <laughs> say it in the show. They just say shield, so you know, I'm not really well versed in the acronym. No, no. The acronym stands for SHIELD. I mean Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Ah, that's you, quite the mouthful. It is quite a mouthful. I'll see what they want shield. Do you have any more questions? Hello? You still there, Tobias? Yeah, I'm still here. Did you lose right. me? Oh, no, my screen went dark. I was like, you just disappeared. <laughs> Sorry, my screen went dark. I'll prevent that from happening. All, All right. right. Here's the question number six. All right. How many times does Phil Coulson die in the series? Uh, well, I guess Loki, the one, I guess we get him technically. He dies, I guess, technically three times. Correct. <laughs> I love go. I was like, eh, there's, there's something there a little more question. So if you count near-death experiences that would kill a normal person, you're up to six times throughout the course of the one series. Uh, I, I guess that makes sense. There are a lot of uh, probably things that should have killed them. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's shocking how many times he dies, actually. We just like make a gag out of it. Like, Bill Coulson, die. Nah. He doesn't get a choice. It's like he's in kill mode, pretty much. He's like the eternal from the comics. You can't die. All right, here's question number seven. Which organization in the beginning of the series is to, believed to have killed Quake's mother until she is revealed to be an alien? Uh, uh, Hydra. Yes, you're good at this. I thought these would be difficult questions. Hey, the, 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 the shield acronym name was, so... Oh, yeah, that was a good one. All right. Well, here's number eight. Which S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is revealed to have covered by his insurance death by robots? Oh, uh, well, Mac or McKinsey. Uh, I don't remember what his last name is, but Mac. Ding, ding, ding. I, that, that was one of the funniest lines of the show, <laughs> so I couldn't forget that. I mean, I know. It's like the best one. I, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember that. I actually watched that episode. Uh, I was like, that was one of my favorite lines. Like, so I still remember that to this day. Oh, uh, yeah. It is a great line. All right. Question number nine. What device was used to bring the character Day Sean back from the future? Oh, uh, well, this was the monolith, right? Yes, the time monolith. A piece of the model. Yeah, I guess there's several. So the time monolith, yeah. All right, so it's more specific. specific. Time monolith, whatever. It's yeah. the one related to time. Kind of have to use it to use a few time stuff. I guess Deke Sarlacc is an important character, so we're happy for him. All right. Now, last question. What degree does Jema Simpson have? Ah. So Simmons has a, I guess a, she's a bio, a biological, a biological degree. It's uh, 
That's just a hard one. They probably only said like one time in the show. She said, she's a, she's a doctor. She's a, uh, would you like a series of hints? Yes, I would. All right. So here's a list of names of other degrees that are similar. So you have paleontologist, veterinarian, biomechanical expert, biomechanist, structural engineer, or physicist. See, uh, biologist. Close. Yes, pretty much. It's technically biomechanist. It's the random one, but that's pretty much biology. So I got 8 out of 10, really. I'll give it to you. You're 80% a fan. That's 20% of me is not really a fan. (laughs) That's something that I guess if you watched the show enough, several times you probably would get, but I never really thought about it. Yeah, I mean, who cares what degree she has? Well, that's some pretty good trivia, Max. And obviously, Ace of Shield, I'm so pretty pumped about it. Just after all, just finishing the show, you know, like a week ago. And it was a pretty yeah. good All things considered, yeah, it was a really good, good show. So, uh, I guess, Tobias, I don't know, you have to get to some college classes or something. Oh, yeah, I got plenty of work to do, but glad I could drop in. All right, well, thank you, Tobias. Thanks for doing this. And we're going to do it again next week. See ya. All right. See ya. So it's good to have a good friend Tobias, and I just want to send a shout out to my sister for making some herbal tea for me uh, before I came into this show. Um, for the last segment here, uh, we're going to talk about you know with with Jane be able to lift Molnir. Um, we're about who should be able to lift Molnir. Actually, in, in comic book wise. You know, in obviously the MCU, only characters we've seen who wielded it, of course, Thor, Odin, uh, Hela has been able to hold it, Vision, of course, and uh, Jane Foster, Thor, and Captain America. That's who we've seen in the MCU. All make pretty good sense. But these are characters who actually have lifted the hammer in the uh, comics. That's Beta Ray Bill. Uh, actually, Stormbreaker is his weapon. In the comics, but he actually did lift Thor's hammer and beat him with it. He's a horse Thor, I guess. He's you know a little weird. Never a huge fan of him, but he was able to lift the hammer. Of course, Captain America, obviously Ragnarok, comic book character. Um, you know, I said if you, you want to know more research these people, uh, actually uh, Hulk uh, actually did in a version in one comic. So I'm not sure if you would consider that you know, normal. Kind of awesome android. This android um, Magneto actually lifted it, which is kind of makes sense. I mean, like you can lift the metal, so it doesn't surprise me. Loki has lifted actually in, in certain comics. Uh, Deadpool lifted a fake one though, so I'm not really. I'm the loser on the list. I don't really feel like it deserves really to be on the list. Frog Thor, which is a really interesting story. In fact, when Thor turned to a frog by Loki, then he met this get is. Other person who had turned to a frog, and he was woody, and he got a piece of moldier, and so he got a little hammer, became frog door. That was kind of a weird story. Squirrel Girl. Now, Squirrel's probably overpowered, and I can go a whole episode just on Squirrel Girl being overpowered. But Squirrel went through anything she believes she can do. So she believes she can lift Thor's hammer, she can lift Thor's hammer. So apparently she was able to believe that. Uh, Valkyrie did in a comic, I believe, where Thor got killed. 
uh, Red Norvin, uh, another guy who was worthy and listened to Hammer. It's kind of a, like he was him, like at least his girlfriend, I believe. Storm lifted it. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, and of course, Dr. Jane, um, Foster, obviously. And that is pretty much now the only person that you really want to say that we have eye left in the end because probably the most interesting is Superman and Wonder Woman, both Wolf the Hammer. Now, you're probably like, what? They're not even they're not Marvel Comics, so that makes any sense. Well, actually, there was 90s, there was a crossover comic between Marvel and DC, and then that Superman and Wonder Woman both lifted North Hammer, so apparently they were worthy at least at one time. And obviously, you know, DC and Marvel would never do a crossover, but at the time when they were more friendly and, uh, you know, Stanley worked with both of them, actually made a very popular comic book series for DC. In the late 90s, early 2000s. So that's what they worked a lot closer. Even though Stanley loved Marvel. More than he loved DC. Because he was such a huge part of Marvel. And was just the face of Marvel. But to my opinion. I heard somebody. You know there was two days ago. Like Black Widow should have been able to lift Thor's hammer. Because she was worthy. And I'm not saying no. But probably not. And my reason is. You know I know it's all mainly. Who's worthy by Thor or by Odin standards, and they'll probably change from time to time. But you may be a good person, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily worthy to lift the hammer. Iron Man was a great person; he sacrificed his life for him. But I don't think he could have ever lifted the hammer. Seriously, not that they weren't good people, not that they were great superheroes, but they could not have ever lifted Thor's hammer simply because they was they were not worthy. They, you had to be extremely good. I know it's kind of you know, they're like, well, it was Thor the most worthy person. Maybe. And obviously the reason Jane listed in the movie was because Thor put, he said, you know, he told, basically told the hammer to protect Jane always. And basically that became a spell on the hammer, similar to what Odin did, whoever be worthy, you know, to have the, although the hammer will have the powers of Thor. And he kind of was, so the hammer called Jane and then came back together and Jane could use it and take it apart and put it back together. I, at will, which is actually pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I kind of hate on Thor Love and Thunder because it wasn't a great movie. And like I said, it's a comic book. I know Jane lifted it in the comics. Obviously, they didn't really want to keep Jane in the MCU because obviously they killed her. You know, as soon as she had the powers, which is it's true in the comics. Anyway, she has the power of Thor to, to stop her cancer. And then she died. So, I mean, what's that? They're very comic book accurate in her betrayal of dying. Um, but I definitely think that not only people can lift Thor's hammer, and I think it's something you want to keep very special, Now that, especially now that his hammer is back, which to me is also kind of reversal of the character. Because I understand in the comics the hammer was still there to win you by Jane. But to me, at this point, the, the whole point of the hammer being broken was so progression in Thor's character. You know, Thor was, you know, the whole point of Ragnarok was take away everything from him, pretty much. He'll lose his hammer and show it, he wasn't the hammer that gave him powers. It wasn't the hated need the hammer. He himself had the powers and the ability to be, to be incredibly strong. And then I feel like they kind of took away Infinity War when they gave him Stormbreaker. I know it's convenient for the story. He can, you know, Bifrost, and it's, it's a cool weapon. It's bigger. But it didn't progress his story like it should have, in my opinion. And then you just bring the hair back, so basically, Dorothy Hammer again. 
and they got it in, you know, in game, which obviously was cool for Captain America. They get to actually wield it, which is actually really cool. Actually, he got to wield the hammer. Uh, and obviously, so that I understand when they brought it back, and you have the cool moment with you know, him now, and still worthy, you know, and stuff like that. Because I think Thor is always worthy, you know, I don't think Thor could be unworthy almost at that, you know, he. Becoming fat not, isn't necessarily something that makes you unworthy. So, um, but I definitely, definitely think that it was that they shouldn't have brought the hammer back, at least permanently. I think, you know, in game, it's fine for kind of some fun jokes and stuff. And obviously, Cap getting used it was amazing. But, like, the problem with in game, you know, probably going to somebody, talk about that, but still. Overall, bringing the hammer back to the game was no big deal. But bringing back the hammer in, um, in, um, in Door Love and Thunder just didn't make sense to me. It, it's like you could have lived without it. And at the end of the day, they need to work on just making, building Door's character. I know you know, gave him a daughterish person to take care of now. I don't know, but everybody's on the babysitter now. The way the babysitters do you, I mean, everybody has like a sidekick now, a little kid they're taking care of. You know, I mean, no, Jane basically kind of forced him into it, really. With gore and all that's because like, also, what is it with like the, you know, the good guys giving a pep talk to the villain to like stop, you know, America's like, you know, whatever, and then you can't, Telling you basically stop Wanda talking to her now. Maybe Wanda's helped a little bit too. We've been also watching the movie, kind of, sort of blocking out my memory. And then this movie, you know, was James, like, talked him out of it, you know, saying he wished his daughter back. You know, why could we just beat the villain like in the old days? That was not how I miss when, you know, we used to, when MCU, when we just out be the villain, we didn't need. To have a bunch of, you know, talk them down. You guys are misunderstood people. Was that just a good old, good old villain? Yeah. A good old evil villain. So, uh, well, thank you for listening to this podcast. I know kind of ranted maybe here at the end. Uh, I want to thank Tobias for being on the podcast and my sister for making the tea once again. And uh, we'll have a good day. And we'll be back next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, and talk, might go to talk about some DC tomorrow next week. So uh, definitely come back and uh, put next episode out Friday. See ya.